It's the best darn 12 minutes in real estate podcasting right here. You've got the uh, guys that uh, will bring you all the information that you need this week. Bring it into some music. I like to, you know, I like to switch it up. So, yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I do. This is something a little different. It's got a little, it's like old school. <laughs> it doesn't That's sound all that old school to, to me. Okay. Yeah, right. Not old school to you and I, but yeah. you know, to these crazy kids it is. I'm David Hall uh, with Patrick Ali and Seth Gray. And our guest uh, this week here on the Best Darn 12-Minute Real Estate Podcast in the World Zach Tamor from the Crown Real Estate Group. It's great to see you, Zach. Thanks for having me, David. How's everything going? Everything's going great. Good. Busy market. Absolutely crazy. June 2018, and uh, certainly uh, one of the busier times in history for Mm -hmm. housing, purchasing, everything that we've seen. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, buying versus renting. And this is for any of you guys. I'm just going to toss it out there. You know, just to give the listeners some perspective, you know, because all we all have experience. Yeah. You know, wh- what is uh, maybe I'll start with you, Seth. What what about this market in terms of purchasing, is sort of the biggest or um, you know most unusual thing that you think is going on, noteworthy maybe for folks. I would say the the biggest most noteworthy thing is uh, the competitiveness uh, yeah. currently. It is a I mean it's a dogfight out there. Um, <laughs> it really literally. is. Yeah, um, people making offers and trying to find that extra leverage somehow over the other offers uh, that are being submitted and getting creative. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. It's uh, it's more competitive than I've ever seen it. Yeah, now, that's what I was going to touch on the creativity that some people bring right now of like you know writing blind offers or they're um they haven't seen the house they haven't seen the right, house right. or like last week like we talked about appraisal deficiency coverage yep. and you know what i mean saying hey i got twenty thousand extra in the bank i'll just put it down if you give me the house now it's, yeah it's insane yeah it really is zach how about you i mean you're right in there in the middle of it all what what do you think is going on out there and sort of what, what would listeners find to be interesting because i heard what i heard was 35 offers on one house 35 i mean i've heard of three seven I mean, maybe 10, 35 offers. I mean, that's the kind of market we're in. Well, I just think it's absolutely crazy that, number one, you get 35 offers on one house. Yeah. Number two, um, I mean, buyers coming into the marketplace, they understand that they got to give in order to get. So, right. you know, sometimes you got to ask for, you know, give the, the seller free occupancy for a certain amount of time, yep. 60 days. I just did a deal over in uh, Portage, yep. and we gave the seller 90 days free occupancy, but we were up against 10 offers. The occupancy was the... Occupancy was the was the uh, the motivation of the seller. They yeah. needed that extra time. And a lot of the buyers that made the offers didn't have that available to do that. So you got to really find what the seller's motivation is in this market. You got to call each agent on each house you show and say, hi, I have a client interested in looking at this property. What is the motivation of your seller? Get information before you even go see the house. No, it's Take good. notes and, and tell your buyer, say, hey, this is what this one's like. This is what this one wants. You know, what do you feel comfortable with? I've heard that that uh, from a, a few different agents around the country that mm-hmm. one of their um, sort of main things that they're doing differently is trying to get really personal with the other agent, whether that go visit them, mm-hmm. call them, talk to them for a while, because they're trying to get the leg up, right? So to your point, finding out what the seller needs, not necessarily what you think they want, is critical, especially in this market where there's not... You know, there's not a lot of time. You know, there's not time. Well, you know, the other thing is, too, is that I think that, um, uh, you know, without crossing that fine line, you can call an agent and say, hey, listen, you know, 
what's uh, what's going to make this deal work? Right. You know, my client's in love with this house. There's yeah. a shortage of homes. You know, I've even gone to the point to say, hey, where do I got to come in at? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the yeah. what's the motivation? Because I'm not afraid to go to my buyer and say, listen, will you guarantee five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars over the appraisal value if something comes in a little bit light, if we have an appraisal issue, right? And let them decide. But yeah. I say, you know, they're saying, well, you know, why do I have to pay that much money? I say, well, listen, I've already done my research. There's a ton of offers coming in over asking. You want to be the strongest offer, don't you? Yeah. Well, absolutely. How much do you love the house? I love it. Do you see yourself living in it? Yeah. Okay, well, then let's do this. This right. is what's going to work. Yeah. If you don't like it, then it's time to see option two. Yeah. You know? So what do you do then if the people, uh, you know, your clients, if they don't have the, the liquidity to to bridge that gap, right? So if the appraisal's probably or potentially going to come in lower than the asking or the offering price, where how do you get creative to um, to try to solidify that deal? You know, honestly, uh, to also avoid problems like that, even in uh, when showing houses, I get information from my, my clients up front. I ask them, number one, you know, I ask them to say, hey, how much are you pre-approved for? You know, um, how much money do you have set aside to put down on a house? Because then I know up here in my brain what I have to play with. Yep. I know that I can reach out to the lender, maybe finance a couple thousand, three thousand for a quarter point or whatever more. Okay, just give the give the buyer some upfront cash. I know that if I have to offer over the price to get them some more cash back on the on the back end for them, I know what I can do. I can get very customized to the buyer's needs and wants. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's it all just it all depends yeah. on each transaction. You got I mean every deal is customary. That's right. Just, and it seems to me like you, you know, a creative real estate agent is probably more important in this market than it's ever been. Because you to your point, you got to be thinking about how do I get my buyer into the home? Because otherwise, what, what we've seen, you know, with a lot of the pre-approvals that come through our, our business is that these buyers are getting frustrated. You know, yeah. they're not getting, they're making offers on many homes, not getting them. And then, you know, did they get disenchanted yeah. and, and potentially, you know, fall out of favor with buying homes? So it's not like you have a forever shelf life with a buyer, right? right. That's why you got to be creative. No, and the other thing is, too, I tell my buyers, you know, hey, you know, if, you're, if you really like a property, this ain't HGTV. You don't have time, <laughs> to, you don't have 30 minutes to think about it, okay? You got to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. And then I tell people before this when I go out in the marketplace, so they're already prepped knowing that if I like something, I got to go for it. Right. Because Zach told me a week ago. At our bio consultation meeting, that we got to do this. Yeah. So how so, often? How often are you seeing yourself put offers on maybe multiple properties at the same time for the same client? You know, honestly, I don't do that. I tell yeah. my clients to say, "Listen, you know, you pick your favorite house, you make your best offer, Go your first after. offer, yeah. and be aggressive with it. Don't yeah. wait." You know, I had a client uh, that wanted to make an offer. She thought apparently this was 2008. She wanted to make an offer on a property that was 150 thousand for 100 grand. I said, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Right. And she got mad at me, and I said, you know what? I'm just telling you, yeah. out of your best interest, it's not going to get accepted. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about housing affordability, because there's been a lot of articles you know, debating the topic recently. And you know, thanks to home prices rising, mortgage rates rising a little bit, uh, wages are also rising. So you got you sort of the trifecta there. People are concerned about the overall housing affordability. And I don't know if we ever really know when we've reached that point where it's too high, but um, it's it's uh, it's certainly not a concern to buyers today. You know, and I don't know if have you seen any kind of cooling off at all, Zach, or, you know, just in because the affordability can only go so long. And then at some point, you know, it levels or tapers. And I think different price ranges are probably different as well. What are you seeing out there in the market? You know, some markets I feel overpriced. 
Um, for example, I mean, we're very close to Royal Oak. Yeah. Okay, Royal Oak is just a market that is just, like, in the top five in the Metro Detroit yeah. area to live in. Yeah. And it's just, like, people are paying, you know, 250 300 grand for a thousand square feet yeah me personally i'd rather have a house in the water that was a couple thousand yeah. square feet for the same price yeah okay so but it's a hot market Royal Oak you know, is super hot yeah everybody loves royal oak royal oak's building up they're building a bunch of new buildings down there multi-use so that market's expanding yep. the next market i feel to expand is going to be st clair shores you do yeah you just like sold a house over there for one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. it was 980 square feet and it appraised wow hmm. wow so yeah, the affordability is interesting. And then are you seeing, and, you know, you talk about owning versus renting. You know, we've seen these markets before. Some people decide, hey, I'm just going to rent because it just seems like that the affordability is out of control. Are you finding that at all? Or are you, is it still a balance between renters or owners? Or how are kind of consumers thinking about that? Well, here's, here's my take on the whole thing, okay? First of all, if you have good credit and you have a decent job, you can work out everything after that. Um, uh, renting, in my opinion, is, is the biggest waste of money. If you can buy a house, buy a house. I mean, there's programs out there now that are not your 20%. There's 3% conventional mortgages out there. Yeah, You can take 3%, you can get a gift from your parents or whatever, and buy something and have it, and also be cheaper. Yeah. You know, plus it's yours. Yeah. And to piggyback on that, don't you feel as though the, the market, it's kind of cyclical in the way that because there's this shortage of homes, uh, you know, owners of investment properties also recognize this. So they're they're really increasing what they're asking in rent. And so people yeah. are paying more in rent than they're going to pay for a mortgage. Well, I mean, if I were an investor, you know, buying a house, I would take advantage of the increase in prices, too. I would. I, I mean, I'm sure you know, houses right now renting are for going for $150, $200 more a month because of that low supply. Mm -hmm. And they know that if worst case scenario, that these market they can't find a house right away when in their need and the time frame that they need it in, they can always rent. But mm -hmm. hey, it's like a convenience store. Yeah. You go and you're gonna pay an extra dollar for something because it's there. You well, know? Yeah. So it's the I, same concept. I, I always say that, you know, like uh, renting versus owning, you know, it, it's always been a debate, always will be a debate. And it's more life circumstances. You know, if you're yeah. not gonna be in an area for a long period of time, or maybe you're single and you don't have a family, you know, somebody that's building a family and they want a place that they, you know, they can call home. I mean, it's more important. So I don't know that it all, I mean, it has to do with economics, but I think it's more life situations about if you should yeah. rent or own. And we'll always have renters and buyers. You know, it, it'll always exist. So well, the, there's no one-fits-all answer. But we, we hear about it all the time, you know, when people talk to us on the phone, and Seth, you can talk to this a lot, and, uh, you know, Zach, you can say the same thing, is that you have people that say, well, I just want to rent for six, seven months, or maybe I'm going to rent for the next three or four years. My first rental that I had, I paid $1,100 a month. Yeah. My mortgage now is less than when I rented. Yeah. And, you know, even people buying homes, take that opportunity to get a lower, you know, a, a low monthly payment on something that you're going to actually be able to keep and then turn it into an investment five years from now when you decide, hey, we're going to start our family then or, you know, maybe we're going to be out of, finally out of school and starting our career. And we have the opportunity to turn this into a profitable um, place as opposed to well, I'm just dishing money out to you know, the apartment complex down the road because it it's convenient. It's a strategy you see a lot first-time home buyers yeah. that then turn it into a rental yeah. and then move into their next one or what have you. Yeah. yeah. And you, you've done that, right, Seth? That's exactly what I did. Yep, yeah. I bought my first house 2008, and um, it was, a, you know, it was a small house ranch in Berkeley, and, you know, it wasn't big enough. I got married, and we, we had kids, and it just wasn't going to be suitable for us, so then I, I decided to rent it out and uh, still do. No. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean so, – 
Go ahead, Zach. Sorry. No, I was just going to say long term, if, if you're an investor and you have a property, it's a great thing. But if you're looking to, you know, live somewhere for a, even short term, I mean, you know, everybody freaks out over a 30-year mortgage. They're like, oh, my God, I'm tied to 30 years. No, you're not tied mm-hmm. to 30 years. That's just what your payment's amortized over the long right. yeah. time of. So, you know, I mean, most people, average, <coughs> even in my age group, you know, I'm 28. You know, it's we live in our house for maybe three to five, three to six years. Yeah. And we go and move somewhere else because yeah. we get sick of it. So you're building the referral business. I know, by the way, first exception that I've ever made to the 12 <laughs> minute rule. I'm over time, but that's OK. So, Zach, tell folks how to get a hold of you. Maybe they want to buy. Maybe they want to list. Maybe they're looking for a rental, whatever it is, because I know you do it all. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, because, uh, you know, a lot of people are in need of a creative agent to help them. Yeah. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is my direct cell phone number at 586-604-3246. Or you can visit me on my Facebook page at Tamor Associates Crown Real Estate Group. Um, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Beautiful. Thanks for coming in and joining us uh, Thanks for today. Having me. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Thank it's you. It's the uh, best darn 12 minutes in real estate podcasting on this globe that we know of. Uh, and we're at 1312. So we took it over a little bit. That's a huge, that's a huge you, win. You created a trend last <laughs> week by stretching it out a little bit. Seth, thanks for taking the time. Thank you. It's always fun, isn't it? Well, Patrick it is. Ali. Thank you. Thank you. Zach Tamor. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having Let's me. Let's go do some business and uh, get creative. You know, we got to help folks find homes. That's what we're doing. Yep, absolutely. We'll see you next week on the best darn 13 minutes and 34 seconds in podcast on real estate. We'll see you. It's crazy. It it didn't feel like 13.